My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out podcast. How are you doing? I hope you are doing really well. I hope you are signing new clients. I hope you're attracting your dream clients. And if you're not, you need to listen more. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But I do invite you to work with me if you are having challenges in your business and you're also enjoying the hell out of this podcast and you know I'm the coach for you. I'm just going to start with an offer. How about that? Anyways, I'm really, really pumped about today's episode. I have a good, good friend of mine on today's podcast episode. She's also my former coach, my first business coach, and she is a dear friend, someone I respect so, so, so much, and I'm really pumped. So we'll get to that, but first and foremost... I just want to give you a little life update. I'm having a really good time in life because I love shopping. And right now we are, I'm furnishing our house and I'm doing a lot of the furnishing that I wanted to do last year. We're almost one whole year in the house And I'm just having so much fun making our house a home and just making it a place we want to hang out. And I'm just doing all the Pinterest. Like I'm really understanding my style. I feel like every home I've had, I've been so, so blessed. Every home I've had, I have learned about my personal like style in terms of like the home. And I just learned about myself more and more. And I just, every single house, our home is becoming more and more us. And I'm really, really proud of that. Like I'm really excited for that. But besides that, I'm just really enjoying my little baby and Rome, my new, well, he's not a newborn. He's my infant, my six going on seven month old. He is growing so much and he's so cute. This age is so cute. And I don't know about you guys, especially the moms out there. I, in my head, I feel like I'm babying him a little bit. Well, he is a baby, but with my first son, PJ, I used to be very on top of like everything we need to do to like move his development forward. And although I am on top of you know, Rome's development. I, one thing I'm debating on is sleep training. I know this is a very controversial topic, but I sleep train PJ. I did it my way. I didn't listen to all these like experts. I did it like I read about it and I was like, let me, let me make my little own little version of this. And that's what I did. And PJ has been such a good sleeper because of that. And 
with Rome, I have I haven't sleep trained him, and I slept I sleep trained PJ for months, which is just wild to me, because now Rome is going on seven months, and in my eyes, I'm like, how can I sleep train him? He's a little baby. <laughs> But I think I do need to do something. Like I need, I need to do some type of training. So we'll see. I will keep you guys updated. Um, please, if you have thoughts about this, please do not DM me or send me any information about sleep training and how horrible it is for your kids. I don't care. This is my children. So I just want to make that disclaimer. This is my business. I'm just sharing it because this is my show and I get to do that. So anyways, okay, let's get started with these, this episode. Y'all, this conversation I had with Mariela was so real. We got very, very real about what entrepre- entrepreneurship looks like at the multiple six-figure level and going into half a million dollar level, going into million dollar level. Um, it's such a mature conversation. And I think we were just both very real. You know why? It's because we have these conversations on our own many times throughout the year. So having her on the show again, um, it was just such a good conversation. So let me introduce y'all. Today's show, I have Mariela de la Mora on the show. She is a business and leadership coach helping women of color grow their businesses and their teams through proven identity-specific mindset and leadership practices. She also is a mother and a first-gen daughter. She was a marketing exec and for 16 years, She did marketing for like Fortune 500 companies. She has a beautiful daughter named Pi, and she is just a woman I look up to, a woman I admire. Um, One thing I really have identified with, with Mariela is that she is a single mom and The reason I identify that, not because I'm a single mom, but because I was raised by a single mom and I just, you know, I, I identify so much as a mother of a single mom and I'm very proud of the woman that I am. And I feel like a lot, a lot of the characteristics of my independence, my confidence, my, um, forwardness, like so much that I've learned. And like, you know what it is? The best parts about me, I really feel like I got from my mom. And I really think that it's a gift to be raised by a woman and especially a woman who could do whatever the fuck she wants, whenever the fuck she wants. I think it's, it had so much to do with who I have become as an adult. And we always have this conversation about her and her daughter. And I'm like, you have no idea how your daughter looks at you. Um, it's just something I, I, I just admire about Mariela. And one of the reasons why we're talking about what we talk about on the show is because a lot of people think that their circumstances are very special and that whatever they want isn't possible for them. 
And Mariela is such an example of what is possible and what it's like to bet on yourself and what it's like to make big risks. And she's done this throughout raising her daughter and really the weight of all the bills and a roof over your head and food on the table, all of it was under her. And she was still able to transition from her career to a full blown business. And this is why I had her on the show. Like I wanted to talk to her, like, how do you create results when the circumstances are hard? regardless of what's going on in your life, how do you keep making money, right? And I wanted to have this discussion on the show because I know that she has just made really bold decisions in her life. And she's just so invested in her growth, in the growth of her business and the growth of her clients. And I just, I love this woman. I think that's enough of an intro. (laughs) All right, y'all, you guys are going to love this conversation with Mariela. Make sure to find her on Instagram. That's where she hangs out a lot. Um, Or you could visit her on her website, Mariela de la Mora. Dot com and on Instagram it is Mariela dot de la mora. All right, y'all, let's get started with the show. Let's do this. Hello, Mariela. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You know, I adore you. You know, I love you. And um, for those of you who don't know, Mariela was my very, very first business coach ever. I remember when I found you, I literally, I think you were the first Latina business coach I found. And I was like, immediately need to work with her. Um, (laughs) And it really just opened my eyes so much. So anyways, we'll get into like a lot of stuff, guys. But first, welcome to the show again. Yes. How are you? Tell the people who you are. (laughs) I'm so excited because I am recognizing like how much has changed since like that time. But um, just to quickly like intro myself. Um, I'm Mariela. I am a business and leadership coach for women of color and first gen. Um, I specifically support women around um, like owning their thought leadership and monetizing their voice in their business and really like owning their identity as CEOs. And it's just been like such a journey to kind of feel like, wow, I really brought all of these past chapters of my life like in you know, to work with me in, in like what I do now. It's been so amazing to see your journey and everything you've been able to create. Um, I'm super lucky that I've, you know, we've had each other like throughout our journey and we've seen each other go through so many different phases of business and life. Um, I want to start by just (laughs) celebrating the fuck out of you. And also I want (laughs) to mention something, you guys, I've always had a very special place in my heart for single moms because I was raised by a single mom and 
that's a big part of my identity. Like I, me being raised by a single mom has always meant something really, really special to me. Like I feel like people who are raised by single working moms have, um, they just have such a different, they, they see women in such a different way. And mm. I'm actually, I'm just so proud that I'm raised by a single mom and it doesn't like it's single mom. It could be like you're married, right? Too. But like, when I think of it, I think of like, I just saw someone when I, with my mom that mm-hmm. called all the shots Yeah, and to see someone call all the shots for their life. Yeah. It's pretty outstanding for a woman. And I think it's why I'm so incredibly, like I grew up just very opinionated and confident in my own decisions. And I think that had to do a big part of that, but before, okay. Anyways, okay. let's talk about you real fast. I just want to celebrate you <laughs> because I know last year was a really pivotal year. Tell us a little bit tiny. We, we don't got to go deep on this, but like, yes, I want to know a little bit of details. I want to set the stage for the people. Tell us, how how did business go last year? I want to know how much money you made. That's oh, the honest truth here. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to know just like money made, but also like your top like three growths. I, I don't know if that's oh my right. gosh, like big like milestones. Yeah, like, years. Tell us what you want to celebrate. So tell us what you want to celebrate much. for what happened in twenty twenty two. I don't even know when I look back. It's like if I <laughs> this is one of those years you'll we'll have certain years as we hope, right? Where if you were to talk to yourself 12 months ago and be like, girl, you will not believe I feel I wouldn't have thought this. So that's how you know it was just like a big pivotal year. And it was definitely not all highlights for sure. But um I sold 333 last year, 333,000. Damn. Uh, 250k was cash out of that. Woo! And <laughs> and I finally launched my first group, a mastermind that I had been thinking about for this, like the whole time since I started business, I had this group in my heart. I launched it without launching. Like I literally decided I was coached on it. I decided I posted about it in stories and it filled up in 19 days. Um, and, and with the all together, it wound up being a six figure launch. And it's, it's wild because there's so much about that that doesn't make sense, but it does make sense when, and we'll talk about that today, how I grew. <laughs> well, it, because I was not in a rush. I was not trying to do the most. I was not trying to like launch a group too soon. I literally grew based on making every stage that I was at feel as peaceful and as profitable as possible before I went on to the next thing. And so, yeah, my milestones I, last year at 333, the launching the mastermind, the six-figure launch. And um, like me moving back home, I think was another one, like moving back to San Francisco. That. Yeah. 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 Moving back to San Francisco was really pivotal to me because, um, for so many reasons, it's my hometown. I left during the pandemic because I couldn't afford daycare and rent at the same time. It's one of the most expensive cities in the country. And I left because I couldn't afford both. And I left and I went and I built my business, uh, living in Oregon, but me coming back, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable telling this story pretty much at any other time, but this year, but now that I'm back in San Francisco, I was like, wow, like I am this, I feel like a rich mom, like a rich wife, you know, but I'm like, I'm by myself and I'm the one doing it. 
that I was like, damn, I live in this condo in the hills. I have this beautiful view. Like I have options for my daughter. Like I have this freedom. And I created that. And six years ago, you guys, like I never told the story, but like six years ago, when I moved back to San Francisco after a divorce, I was pregnant and I was on food stamps. Like, and I had to move back in with my parents. And I, everything of me getting here, it's like me coming back to San Francisco felt like such a homecoming in a different way where I was like, no, I, I get to rewrite this chapter with like me calling the shots this time and having the money and having the peace and not relying on anybody else. Well, let's talk about that. Cause I have had to rely on somebody else, but for this to be my creation. Yeah. yeah we'll talk about that. Yeah. I'm like tearing up just listening to you. Woo! I had this moment the first time we recorded and it was the single mom story of just like I think listening to you. Yeah. It really is um it really is so special. Like I I'm gonna make me cry, girl, because I'm just like you this before. Yeah. But you have no idea like how Pi looks at you, right? Mm, That's gonna make me emotional. And uh Just hearing you tell your story, it's amazing because I think of my mom and I think of like what her journey could have looked like if she poured into herself and trusted herself the way that you've trusted yourself and the way that you've poured into yourself, even even when it felt like the really wrong decision, right? Like when it felt like it wasn't like you shouldn't. And yeah. that's why I wanted you guys. This is why I wanted Mariela on the show. Um, because one, obviously I care about her. Um, there's lots, lots of things about her that I just like love. And I wanted to share with, with my audience, but a big part of why I wanted Mariela on the show was to really paint a picture of what is possible throughout any circumstance. Yes. Like she is a mother that is taking care of her daughter um, with her finances, with her, like she takes full responsibility. And I think it's just such an example to people who are trying to grow their business from whatever circumstance you're in, I just want Mariela to be an example of what is possible and the types of decisions that you have to make to create the type of wealth and create the type of um, freedom that you want for yourself. And she's just yeah. getting fucking started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am, but I always will come back to what does it look like to take care of me first? So I can show up for my dreams. So I can show up for my business before I even knew what my business was going to look like. And I think like letting it take as long as it's going to take and how can I feel safe and secure where I am was so big because it felt like baby steps But some days it felt like I took four steps back and then two steps forward. But the point is to keep taking the steps forward and just being like, it's okay if the path feels like it's uphill some days, but like that, that's what it is. If I got caught up in like how hard things felt today, I would make that mean that I needed to quit or that I should go and, you know, stay in the workforce because everything about this journey like felt illogical you know, I felt selfish a lot of times. Like, why, why didn't I just like go get a job? But I knew what that path was going to look like. This was one that I knew was like, it was worth the work and the time that it was, that I was going to put in. Cause it was going to be mine and that nobody could take it away from me. Like, I think that's the thing when you've experienced 
things fall through. Like I was like, no, I'm going to be the person that's going to create my own security. Like I left the six figure job, you know, I had the college degrees, I did all the things, but this was something that I was like, it's worth the time and the effort that it's going to take to build this because this is mine. hundred percent. So this is why y'all, this is why I have money <laughs> on the show. So I, I really, I have some very big general questions that I want to ask you. Cause I really want to, I want folks to understand like the story that I've seen. And also like, I want to learn from you, like how you got through a lot of it to get to this incredibly successful place in your life and business. Um, so let's just start with like the beginning. Yeah. How the hell did you, like, how did you do it? Like you literally quit a very successful job. I don't know if you quit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Tell us. I quit. You quit, <laughs> you quit your job mm-hmm. at, like as a single mom to at that time, probably a toddler. Yeah. And like, you've built this incredible company. Mm. Um, tell us, you know, without, <laughs> that's a long story, but tell no. us like the big general, like, how did you do that in its simplest form? I think that it, it's funny because I, I, I have had to think about this r- recently a lot more of like, how did I do it? And I think the, sh- there, I don't know how short of an answer, but the short answer I think is that it doesn't have to be I, short. <laughs> no, but I think the, give us the, the, Give us the yeah. <laughs> so I think that I just decided a long time before I even knew I was going to start a business. I just decided I wasn't, that something was going to change. So essentially I decided I'm not going to stay in the workforce because I was interviewing for jobs at tech companies. I was pretty, I was high up. So all of my jobs would be like starting divisions starting my own team, all of these things. Like this is, this is a lot of work, right? There was going to be no lightweight work at these companies. And so sometimes I think we forget that like, we don't need to have all the steps in order. We just have to decide like this chapter is ending. That's all I know is that this chapter is ending. And I remember turning down a job offer for 180K plus benefits and bonus and all the other things. And I was like, if I'm going to say no to this job offer, it's because I'm going to do something else. Didn't know what that something else was going to be. So honestly, I think it was making the decision about what was no longer going to continue. And then that allowed me to really commit to what the new vision was going to look like rather than waiting to be convinced by like my circumstances, you know, or convinced by my results. Like you're never going to create it if you don't decide something has to end. So that's really what it is, was once I decided I'm going to work for myself, I don't know what that's going to look like. I just started to make decision after decision after decision to get me closer to it. And that's what ultimately brought me to coaching. So how did it start then? Right. So like you made the decision, you're like, I'm gonna like, this is, um, this is the workforce. There's an end point now. Yes. Expiration date. What were your, what was the first year, six months to a year look like? So what I did was because I didn't know what working for myself was going to look like, I went to surround myself with people who were asking themselves the same questions. And that brought me to a few different programs that were like group programs, like pretty big group programs. And, um, that helped me like reinforce like, okay, there's something here and kind of, you have to, you really have to change who you're surrounded by. Like, first of all, I stopped talking to as many people with jobs about my dreams and started to talk to other entrepreneurs about my dreams, right? Yes. That is so important. It is so important. Like, guys, same with you. 
I have my good ass friends who I yeah. love and adore and who, you know, were with me as I grew up. But for a long, long time, now is a little bit different, but for a long time, they didn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> they and they're not supposed it. to. Yeah, it's not a it's not like a bad thing. It doesn't make them bad. No. It make what I want bad, but it's so true. It is that. So I literally was like, I want to be like in this bubble of other people who are also asking themselves, how can I monetize what I know? What does this look like? Right. So that led me down like a series of different programs that I invested in. And then honestly, most of 2019, like May 2019 to the end of the year, I didn't land a single client. I didn't even know what my offer was. Right. But what I did instead, which is now part of what I teach my clients, was like I made, I built relationships with people. I networked my butt off like the whole freaking year networking. I went to entrepreneurial events. I was doing IG lives with people. Um, as long as we had like a similar topic or something to talk about, I was going on lives. I was being on people's podcasts. I didn't even, I had not made a dollar. Right. But I was just like, how could I show up and help somebody with what I know? And at the time I was a marketer. So I just showed up and I was talking marketing to people. It wasn't until I hired a coach that I started figuring out my offer and actually making and making offers. But I think that's what allowed me to make six figures my first year was because I didn't just wake up and decide. I had already built a reputation for putting, you know, helping people, being of service, showing up, using my voice, networking, building a brand. So that's really what it is, is one decision led to another. And it was like a whole identity shift. So by the time I decided I'm going to hire a coach, I'm going to have an offer, I'm going to start making offers, the results came what felt pretty quickly to me. And I was able to literally quit my job like three months later, which was pretty risky, but I quit my job three months after I landed my first client as a single Wow. <laughs> that is pretty risky. <laughs> it was. I had a net, I had a savings. Yeah. But all I said to myself at the time was, I have a runway of money. What, how many clients do I need to land within what period of time to prove to myself that I could repeat this result? Mm. And I just was very, I was just very motivated to quit my job. So I said, if I, if I land three clients in two months on the third client that day, I'm going to email my HR and I'm going to quit my job. And I, I, but I had to decide ahead of time again, got to make the decision ahead of time. So when I landed the third client that day, I emailed my HR manager and I put in my notice and and then it's funny because COVID hit right after and two people canceled their contract. So I literally had just quit my job and I had one client. Oh but my God. But it's okay God. because I knew how to sell. Like I believed at that point, like I can, I can find it's more worked. clients. Yeah. Yes. I know how to sell. That's yeah. really what, what I like stood in. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 So COVID hit after that. Yes. What was there, like, what was kind of like the first, even first, second, third, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. But like, I feel like this happens a lot. It's like people, they either do like have a 10 K month or they have like some wins and then they oh, literally yeah. start to believe that that's business. Like it comes that Whoa. easy. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then and then it just like continues like as simply as that. Oh no! Tell us about <laughs> your experience of like when shit got real, 
and how you've been able to overcome that. And if you want, tell a couple stories, one story, whatever you want, but like, because then, then business gets real, right? Then, then life happens, business happens. Um, how have you overcome the harder parts as you've matured, right? As an entrepreneur. For sure. So there were definitely were different chapters of like what made business difficult. (laughs) Um, And it depends on the season, right? So I think at the very beginning, I realized like knowing what to do and actually doing it are very different things. Like I knew what to do, but there were days where it was really hard for me to like be visible. Um, because at the time I was post-divorce, I was living, um, I had to move back in with my parents and, and I wanted to get out of there so badly, but it was like, I was dealing with my own triggers living at home and their money fears being like, Oh, will you quit your job? And like, how are you going to make it? You know, all these things. So I literally had to learn how to set boundaries about what I am and and what I'm not going to talk about. Um, how to give myself space in a house where it was COVID my kid was home all day. My mom was home all day. Like I had to go literally leave the house to go hear myself and like calm myself down so that I can come back and trust my decisions. And I really protected my dream at that time. I really protected my dream, meaning like I didn't share anything that I wasn't willing to welcome feedback on. So it's like, that was just like, okay, how can I just keep moving forward? And there were days where it was hard. Like I was, I was working with a life coach at the time, working through a lot of trauma. There were some days where it was hard for me to like do anything, you know? And, and I think in that moment I said, well, can I just take off the performative hat for a minute and stop telling myself I need to show up like somebody who has her shit together? And what if it's okay that I'm struggling and I have self-doubt and how can I just show up and be of service today? Like, that's really what I Mm -hmm. ask myself a lot of the times is how could I be of service to somebody today and like take off this, this like expectation that like I needed to feel good because I just would never market if that was the case, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that was one, I think that allowed me to not like, I wasn't ignoring my needs. Like I literally was like getting practically therapy. I was working with a life coach, but I still was just like, it's okay. I can help people from where I'm at. And then when I was attracting clients, they were like, I love how I feel seen by you. I love how authentic you are. So it's like something that you might see as like a negative. Your clients are like, oh, thank goodness you exist because like you're actually talking about things and like the reality of how business is hard. That's actually how I started attracting first gen and women of color clients because I was talking about how things felt easier in corporate, but I felt so triggered and activated in business. So it's like, just be, feel like a hot mess. It's okay. <laughs> you can feel like a hot mess and still show up in market, 100%. you know? Yeah. So that's what allowed me to move out. Like a few months later, I moved out and then came another chapter of difficulty, which was like, now I actually had rent to pay and daycare and I didn't have a family like around me to support me. And it was just me and my daughter. And that was like two years of me growing my business of me literally doing everything. That's hard, man. Yeah. Like I wasn't even out after dark because I would pick her up from school and then I was home. So I was like, I literally was like, I don't even know how I did it during that time. But that was one where I realized like, oh, as hyper independent as I am, I actually do need a support system. Yeah. It's like the lesson. And this is just because I know you and we've talked about all yeah. of it in many different ways. Yeah. It's like that was the main lesson. 
of, your, that, of you going out there. That like, was that I can do it all, but, but you, I don't want to. You don't need to. Like, and I don't it doesn't have to. to be your story like that. That's true. But even though, too, I think part of what that was also was like I needed to move away in a place that had a lower cost of living so I could feel safe to yeah. grow my business because I needed yeah. my own space. And by the time I moved back, I just was in a very different financial situation where I was mm-hmm. able to move back to San Francisco where my rent doubled literally. Mm-hmm. And it was okay. So it's, I think the other thing is I gave myself permission to just be in a chapter and stop trying to make everything be like the final state. Cause there is no final state. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like, okay, well, what do I need now? And so in that stage of business, it was much more about like, I mean, I was really struggling for a time. You heard from me during that time where mm-hmm. I was like, I was going from 10 K months to it. Did, this seems very dramatic, but at the when you're a single parent and you're the one paying all the bills and then you mm-hmm. still have coaches and I had a team going from 10k average to 7k average consistently like really freaked me out because I was investing more and spending more and my reserves were going down mm-hmm. that there was a time and you remember this time cat where I was just like I think I might just have to get a job. Yeah. And I remember waiting for everybody to judge me on that and everyone was like yeah just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And that was pivotal for me because I was like, it's hard for me to build my business if I don't feel safe. Like I felt so unsafe in my nervous system around money that what I realized in that time and what helped me turn it around from 7K months to literally like I went up to like 20, like 18, 20K and consistently kept that up was I will always be okay because I'm the creator of money. If I were to go back into the workforce, I'm still creating that money because I'm monetizing my skill sets. Yeah. You know, if I have to become a consultant, if I have to go get a part-time job, if I have to get a full-time job, if I have to do whatever I have to do, I will be okay when it comes to money. And that belief and that like evidence of, of that like helped me detach from my results a little bit and actually just show up the way that I needed to show up. And that was, I saw a huge change Mm -hmm. in my business results after that, where I went from like not closing sales calls and just being all in my head to just being like, I'm always going to be okay. I'm always going to be a, I will always be all right with money because I'm the creator of it. Well, and it's like, it's you creating that safety for yourself and not yeah like letting other circumstances be the thing that yeah. makes you feel safe, right? Like, yeah, because then we I'm outsource it to our clients. It. Yeah. Like, exactly. I found that when you think that, then you're just like, it's my client. If I don't get my clients, then I'm not safe and I can't pay my bills. And I'm just like, no, like, you're still the creator no matter what. Yeah. And then you have this attachment to if you're landing sales calls and then you show up with a very graspy energy on sales mm-hmm. calls that it allowed me to, once I made peace with, I will figure it out financially no matter what. I remember showing up to like my next couple sales calls that I had after that. And I was like, you know what? My only job on these sales calls is to listen to the client, understand what's coming up for them and truthfully tell them what I see for them. What would I see as our work together and just literally detach. And like, after that, I got strings of yes and yes and yes and yes. Mm -hmm. And I, that was the beginning of me getting booked out and staying booked out. But it really was reminding myself, like I am my own safety. I'm the creator. Nobody's going to give that to me that I will figure it out no matter what. A hundred percent. Yeah. That was really, it was cool to be your friend and like watch you just uncover all of that because everybody's like, and this is for everyone, right? Not just Mariela, but like, it's so easy, right? For us to see you in like 
as who you are of like this incredibly badass wise person it but it's so hard to for all of us to see ourselves for all of those things i mean we've had conversations same with me right and mm-hmm. like my self concept especially after baby or during pregnancy and like yeah. the hard part of that yeah. and yeah like we were just talking about this how i'm just now being able to see how fucking badass i was last year yes when last year when we would have a conversation, I would just be, I would feel uh, defeated a lot of the time. Like a yeah. lot of the time I felt defeated and like I wasn't, you know, like living up to my own potential. I, I guess that's the way I would describe it. It's what you thought. Uh, that's what you were yeah. thinking at the time, even though that wasn't true. Cause it's almost yeah. like holding yourself to some standard of like before baby or whatever. And yeah. it's just like, this is a lot of tough circumstances to grow a business through. And I feel yeah. like when it's not to say that like there's easier hard, I think there's always circumstances that we yeah. have to face or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's like, these are the things that make our business is like more unshakable yeah. is the fact that we've had to navigate these things. And I think sometimes people are like waiting for the ideal and it's like, no, the whole point is yes. that feeding your business and showing up for your business is like, your life's never going to stop kind of in the same way that you showed up to work when we felt shitty. It's not to say like, leave your emotions at the door, but it does mean like, how can you integrate the two? How can you show up for yourself so you can show up for your business instead of waiting for like, yeah. I think that's so important because you just said something. It's like, they're waiting for the ideal. And it's like, you guys, you guys need to listen right now. Okay. There's no ideal. (laughs) You're listening and you lost us. I need you to reel it back in real quick because you're going to want to fucking hear this. Yes. It is never going to be ideal business circumstances. Like sometimes it will be harder than other times. Sure. But you're not just going to like live in fucking la la land where business Mm -hmm. is easy and everything's coming to you. You might have little glimpses and chapters of what it might feel like that. But typically, typically that comes after a crazy amount of inner and outer work mm-hmm. and it just isn't like circumstances we use we get better we, we that's better. A, exactly that's exactly it is we get better so it's like every day you delay you're just you're delaying the lesson you're delaying the developing of the muscle of showing up for your business you're building the muscle of showing up for your business so it's like oh it's not ideal to you know it's like i look at it like it's the same as if you were going to the gym or something you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you just got to just start doing it you know what i mean you're just delaying and it. go through the hard and i love that you said delay the lesson because one thing i tell my clients um in in coaching is this might be one of those lessons you're going to have to learn 10 times over until yeah. you actually get the lesson cuz there are lessons like that like yes. you, you are just going to have to like like This might be one of them lessons that it takes a long ass time for you to actually see the other side of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have lessons like that of our own. Yeah. Yeah. But we are delaying it. Like it it, and sometimes that and there's no shame in it. But exactly. Like, also, you can't even coach people out of the lesson sometimes. Sometimes you just have to coach them through it, not out yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like this is how it's supposed to feel. This yeah. is this is going to be one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I used to in the beginning of my business, I literally thought I could never handle 
uh, six figures, definitely multiple six figures in terms of like handle the weight of it because I thought I was that unorganized. And I was like, I'm so unorganized. I'll never be able to do A, B, and And that story about yourself too. That's so interesting where you're like, like, mm -hmm. pure story, pure story, like very rooted in like school and like all these thoughts I had about myself. And I had to learn that lesson so many times. And now it's just now I'm barely like, so okay with the way my brain organizes shit. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, like there's and a you still can make multiple figures, <laughs> even with qualities you think like yeah. will disqualify you. Yes, from business. Yes, it's like it's not true because my story was always like, I don't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not structured. Like I'm not a planner. I was in my job, but I was like, I just can't, if I could just plan my content ahead of time. Like I was trying to make myself be like a content batcher. Yes. And I told myself like that disqualified me from making a lot of money. And then my freaking six figure launch, I had no launch assets at all. And I just announced it. And it's not to say that we can like do that forever, but it's like, I think we Give, put a bunch of conditions on ourselves and like judge ourselves for stuff that like it's okay. 100%. I think <laughs> I think I speak for the Latina coaching community in that we never want you to batch content ever. <laughs> I still, girl, I still don't batch content. No, because I had to hire so somebody bad. to help me. No, I know, but like, like we we love that about your content. That's what I mean. Is like we like thank God you didn't do that when that was the and of course, right? Like of course you're just you're gonna have to find different different ways to um create that content more efficiently as you grow your revenue to, you know, million plus. But it's, it's still so, so good. And yeah, it's just, we're good enough. Like right now, if you decided that like right now today was good enough and that you yourself were as ready as you're ever going to be, like you'd actually get wherever you want to go so much faster, a million percent guaranteed. Like, I just think that that is one thing because, and this is why I share my story because I'm like, there's a whole lot of unideal stuff about my circumstances, but I just learned how to um, hold space for myself in like a different way and solve problems and make mm-hmm. decisions because problem solving, decision making, all the things, it's just like you just keep learning how to do that at a different level. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's cool too. It's cool. I think now that I mean, you you have more time in the game, right? Than I than I do. But it's I think I'm coming to a place where I'm like, it's so fun to see a whole learning cycle that's oh, yeah. far enough away from you that you're like, oh, I'm just going through this again. Like, yeah, it's, that's true. It's that you don't cool. make it wrong. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, got it. Like, I'm just in this phase of that journey now. Like, Absolutely. it just looks a little different, super uncomfortable. You know, sometimes it's like horrible, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. But it's cool seeing, being able to see your growth that way. Yeah. And even just knowing that whatever you're struggling with at the time, like everything is temporary because yeah. you're badass, yeah. you're going to make decisions, you're going to solve problems, you're going to do whatever you want to do. And I think that at the beginning, it's easier to catastrophize things and make it mean that like you should stop or that mm-hmm. something isn't working. Because I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that um, over time in business and like when life happens is that 
the internal alarm that goes off to be like, you need to jump ship. You need to change your niche. You need to do another offer. You need to stop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That alarm is just like, no, (laughs) it's fine. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. But that only comes from like you being in the game and like learning how to solve problems and, and grow your business under what is pretty much always like not ideal circumstances, to be honest. I don't even know what ideal is. You're always practicing sitting in discomfort. That's a literal business skill. Practice sitting in discomfort and practice understanding how your emotions want to affect your actions. Yeah. A hundred percent. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I have so many ideal circumstances (laughs) and I still feel like life and business can be so hard sometimes. It is. Oh, wait, hold on. I want to talk. I want to get into a conversation I wanted to have with you. You've talked about this in your Mm -hmm. content regarding growing, like continuously growing our capacities for growth. Mm -hmm. And I think this is such a good conversation to have with you because you wear so many hats and you have so many people that you like serve and give to um, on a regular basis, right? Like your business is getting so much from you. Your clients are getting so much from you, Mm -hmm. your daughter, right? And then also like, of course the love, I think as, as first gen people, like the love for our family, right? Like we want to be a good daughter. We want to be a good sister. We want to be a good tia. Like, Mm -hmm. like we, there's a lot of, just hats that we want to be there for all the people that we love in our life while we grow this business. Um, let's talk about how you've been able to grow your capacity. Um, how have you been able to manage growing your business and scaling your business to multiple six figures, multiple times in a row? Mm -hmm. Um, through all these challenges, right. And like through it all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that even just to kind of open up, I don't think I realized this at the time, but we only receive what we're, what we like feel safe to receive either through our beliefs or through like our nervous system. So meaning like if you feel overwhelmed already and you're trying to sell, you're going to block yourself from selling because there's a part of you that's like, we don't actually know that we can handle these clients. So like a lot of the times when we're not getting the results that we want, that's what happens. Right. And so I, that was, that's what was happening for me. And I've had to, um, like just kind of illustrate how capacity has like looked for me is that at the beginning, I was still learning how to be a one-on-one coach, how to help my clients in the best way possible, how to, um, like what boundaries I guess I should set because at the beginning I was just like giving everything to everyone at all hours. And so there was a time where like seven clients felt like I was booked out because I was like, well, I have a daughter and you know, this is what it is. And then I think I realized like that felt very heavy because the, I didn't have a break from parenting and I didn't have time to myself. And then in between calls when I should be maybe like taking a break, I was just being reactive all the time. So seven clients felt so exhausting. Um, And so I think at each stage, I was like, how can I make this stage, let's say of seven, feel as peaceful and profitable and easy as possible? And then I started looking at 
I can't give myself more hours in the day, but can seven clients feel easier? So at that point I was like, okay, maybe this means like, rather than me working late, trying to make up time, like, let me pick certain, you know, days of the week that I'm going to work on my business and actually give myself weekends off. Um, maybe I need to not respond to every client immediately because that also gives them time to process and, you know, think about their own like responses to things. Maybe this means scheduling my calls two days a week or three days a week rather than having them scattered all over the place. So seven clients when I had no boundaries and I didn't have support for myself felt really hard. Mm -hmm. So a lot of capacity really is like, how can the ground beneath my feet feel a little more stable and secure? How can I get my clients better results in less time? And what support do I need in my life? So that's That's one of the things because the way that like, what kind of happens with that is that, you know how they say like, you have to fill your own cup before you can like pour into anybody else. Yeah. As you're growing your business, the more clients you have, and especially if you have kids, is that like that cup, it's like, it starts like a a teacup and then it turns into like a glass and then it turns into like a giant mug and then it turns into a pitcher. And, but in order for you to pour from the pitcher, you're actually like re-energizing yourself and pouring into yourself at another level, which means way different boundaries. I stopped responding to my texts in the middle of the day. Like I'm working. I don't, I don't need to be available. I don't need to answer the phone. I'm just like, I started to just have way better boundaries around like me not being reactive all the time. And I think between all of that, I was able to turn my cup into a pitcher. And that's still something I'm constantly doing. And then seven clients, I was able to support 14 clients at a certain point. And now I have a full mastermind. And it's a question I'm constantly asking. Yeah. I think it happens. I mean, it's just going to keep happening, right? Like as we create more and more, you know, as we grow our businesses bigger and also as just like our, you know, we're going to have million, multi-million dollar businesses, right? Like I think about this a lot. So I, what's funny is I actually got coached on this after I created, I think at that point I had probably already, I made like 120 or 30 K in like seven months that Mm -hmm. in 2021 on one-on-one coaching. And I got coaching on this because I wanted to start a group program and I thought I was ready. I thought I was like, everything was ready to go. And they highly encouraged me to stick with one-on-one for six yep. months. And the reason they did that is because I, I mean, I had 20 clients, so that was a lot of clients. That is a lot. I remember it that felt time. very hard for yeah. me. And they were like, well, why don't you work on making this feel easier yes. and then do your group coaching program? Yeah. And I had a lot of thoughts about it at that moment. But looking back now, I'm so grateful I did that because mm-hmm. there was so much to clean up in my business and in my mind. And it just prepared me to be able to emotionally take on more. Um, and, yep. and then I got pregnant, right? And then I learned similar lessons in such a different way. Um, and just being able to, cause the way I think about it is like, you always, there are going to be phases where you have to 
at least this is what it feels like to me. It feels like you have to stretch your capacity. Yeah. And you have to test it. And typically we're yep. scared of testing it. We don't That's true. want to burn out again or mm-hmm. we don't want to do this again. And the truth is you're not the same person as you were before. Like, That's true. You're, you grow and you can never go back. Like after a certain amount of time and a certain amount of growth, I've had to have this conversation with myself is because I've always been scared of hustling again because that almost had me quitting my business. Yeah. And I, this last month and a half, I've been working really hard. You too. Mm-hmm. Um, on our masterminds. Yeah. And we've been in a lot of contact the last couple months. And for me, a part of me thought I was crazy trying to do this at the time, it was three, four months postpartum. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how am I going to handle a newborn, a toddler, I, I'm, you know, wife, house, business? Like, am I taking too much on? And I was yeah. scared that I would do that. And I just decided, like, let me test it out. Let me see yeah. what's possible. And let me do my best to not burn myself out. And what I realized is, like, I can get so much done when I come, when I work, when I'm very specific about what I do in my work time, one, and yes. two, mm-hmm. um, when I talk to myself, like be- just better and calmly yeah. and like give myself lots of space to just like be imperfect. Yeah. And you couldn't have done that if you waited to figure it out first. Yeah. And not that I would advocate for like, go burn yourself out because I think that whenever you do come from a background where that's happened, we could be so afraid of it. But like, we learn those things in practice. Yeah. So I think it's like, it is a little bit of like being, you know, giving yourself grace. And a lot of the times when we're afraid of burning ourselves out too, at least this has been the case for me, part of what I'm telling myself, what I'm afraid of happening is also me and my own standards that no one's asking me to meet, you know? So it's like, how much of that weight is actually yours and not anybody else's? Seriously. So it's It's almost like... (laughs) For me, it's clients. I'm like... Like I need to do all of this for my clients and like nobody's fucking asking. Like Yes. It's like literally that's the thing. I was like, where is all of this burnout weight? Your own expectations. It's not even helpful or useful. I'm the queen of having like we've had conversations about this where it was like, let it be enough. And it it happens every single time, right? It's like we're asking ourselves to do probably too much, and that's what feels heavy. So, and that's the thing is like how you said, you know, you're like, okay, well now in that margin of time, if you only have this much time, you're going to be, you're going to get better and better at being like, what specifically am I going to work on during this time? Yeah. You know, so you know what's, what's you, you also mentioned something that I, I want to bring up is the, the, the emotions you're going to have Mm-hmm. when and I, it's kind of going into the next question but like the emotion like the when you're going to have to run your business regardless of mm-hmm. all of these things and regardless of a lot of emotions and one thing you brought up is the boundaries that you've been able to put up as you grow your business to grow your capacity oh, and yeah. i relate to that so much for the way the way I, I probably should put up more boundaries. I think I'm a little ruthless with my boundaries here. I'm like the opposite in terms. Like I feel like everyone should just respect my boundaries, and I don't care what anyone. 
because you're modeling it for your clients. But I know that for like a lot of us, it's like, oh my God, they're going to hate me. And it's like, you know what I was thinking of right now when you, when you mentioned, I forget what you mentioned, but one thing that I've had to have on my shoulders for, I don't know how many months now, I guess like three, two, three months now, Mm -hmm. I, there's like seven people in my life, seven, seven people in my life that I have not bought Christmas gifts for and birthday gifts for. And those are the kind of things like I, I, I asked my, I, when I'm just thinking on my own, I'm like, people need to know that I do all this work, but there's a lot of shit that I just have to carry that weight of being that person, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't give the gifts on time. Yeah. And I need the whole, like, I, I reserve, like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, it is on my mind. But a lot of people would be in this position and they would let shame cover, like, yeah. cover them with it. They would, like, the emotional reactions can be different for everyone. But I've yeah. learned that, like, I'm totally fine if the people right. in my life have a problem with me not giving them their gifts on time. I'm willing to carry that emotional load so I could build this life that I want to build. Exactly. You're not going to do the same thing that you used to do in terms of, like, holding yourself to those same standards. I think you're yeah. constantly reevaluating, like, what do I want to bring with me? Is that a standard? I want to hold myself to. Me, my example of that is I am notorious for not texting people back. People I miss, I will go and be like, I I thought about this person. I miss this person. I'll go to text them. They already texted me months ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, (laughs) so it's, but I feel like it's, it's just important that like the people in your life will understand for the most part, you may have to have some conversations, but it's like, it's fine. And so I think that's, you just become the queen of like giving yourself grace and really being like, do I need to do this? Or am I asking myself to do this? Do I need to, you know, do these things constantly, constantly. So that's just been a big part of increasing capacity and just dealing with my emotions, like being aware of my emotions in business has been really big too, because you will face the thing you're afraid of will will show up and you're going to be forced to deal with it in business, but you can't like, you can't avoid it. Right. This is also why I worked with a somatic coach, um, last year who we both know Yudi, um, because I last year, just in terms of increasing capacity, part of the reason it was hard for me to increase my capacity was because I wanted to over deliver. And the reason I want to over deliver is because I'm the eldest daughter and I was always responsible for everybody being happy and responsible for everybody's feelings. And the worst thing, my worst fear was ever that someone would say, you didn't do a good job. You know, like you disappointed me. So the whole time I'm like, I'm not even, I'm showing up being like the, I, I just need to serve my clients. So nobody ever says that I didn't blow their mind, that I wasn't, it wasn't the best coaching Mm -hmm. experience. And I had to let that go to just be like, listen, I'm going to do the best job that I can. But if you're Mm -hmm. ruled by a fear of somebody being disappointed in you, like you're, it's impossible because it's going to happen. It is good. You're going to get canceled contracts. You're going to have clients have thoughts about your coaching. You're going to have all the the stuff you're afraid of is going to happen. Yeah. So you may as well just show up now and start to deal with little problems so that later the bigger problems don't seem so big. Yeah. And being able to emotionally like regulate yourself Mm -hmm. through it, which just takes practice, y'all. Like it takes practice, but- 
you're going to have to, you can't skip the part. You can't, no, like, you, you got to go through it. it. Like you have to get through it. Yeah. And going back to like the lessons, like you just might have to learn certain lessons. There's a lot of Multiple times. times. Yeah. And, and do you think now, Kat, like I, do you think about things you've gone through recently that were really hard where it's like two years ago version of you who couldn't have been able to handle it. Cause I think about stuff that's happened recently. That was my worst fear that I was like, I would have spun out a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, I mean, yeah, this whole last month, like the really, the, the, the creating of content for me, and I say content with it, my like curriculum, I should say yeah. the creating of curriculum. Um, oh, yeah. and putting I mean, I just can't, I still can't believe I did this and had a baby and I like, my business didn't stop at all. The only thing I did yes. was stop one-on-ones, but like my which was group a choice. program, which was a choice, but my group program has not been like paused or affected by my That's pregnancy. So and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is the thing about this, <laughs> which is why I'm like, I think that that is exceptional because when you build in a, in a way, go build your business in unideal circumstances. Cause you're yeah. building like the deepest roots possible. I think about challenges as being like deep roots in a tree. So like yeah, the yeah, wind's yeah. going to blow, all these other things are going to happen, but that business ain't going to tip over because yeah. you've, been, you've been dealing with hard stuff. So you launching your first mastermind while you were pregnant, you literally gave birth in the middle of it. It kept going. You relaunched like you, your second round, I think about all the stuff that I did being a single mom and not having support that now I was like, Oh, this is fine. Yeah. I was like, I mean, now, now it was hard, but it's like, I couldn't have held. I literally could not have held a 300 K business. Yeah. 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 Hell no. Couldn't. No, I, I, I completely feel you. I, you know, what's actually, I have a very, it's kind of, you, you, you brought it up. It's not totally yeah. the topic, yeah. but what made you, I know you've shared this with me. I hope it's okay. I share it. Oh yeah. No, go ahead. Uh, Girl, I'm an open book. So I'm okay. okay. <laughs> you can tell me. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> you've shared with me, um, like that you worked with Yudi mm-hmm. specifically mm-hmm. to, uncover whatever it was, however you would describe it. But the the goal was like, you want to do this group program and you know, you have some shit you need to handle. Right. So you started working with UD. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I'm curious how you even had this level of awareness. Mm, Because actually like that's fucking strategy. Like that shit is fucking strategic as Mm -hmm. fuck. How did you like, tell us the before, like right before then, like, I'm curious where your brain was at. I think this is also just like, I'm very aware of how trauma affects people in business because I was that coach. Like I am that coach, right? Of how do trauma responses show up in business? Um, So I think because of that, as a business coach, you know, for women of color and first gen, like I inevitably you're going to hold space for that. Right. So I think I was already so aware that my responses were trauma responses. Not everybody is. Some people think it's not working. I lost it. I'm this. And I was like, oh, I have trauma responses. Like my freeze responses showing up. I'm really spinning out about money, like all these things that I was like, I need somebody to help me work through my 
trauma responses in business. So I think I was able to like look for a very specific person to help me with this. And I think the other thing that I realized as well was like, I didn't know how I felt at any given point. I was in my head a lot. And I was just like, I need to know how to like release some of the stuff from my body. So that's what allowed me to, I think, like work with her specifically because I knew that like, you know, I knew that I had gotten to a point where now even my results were scaring me. This was the other thing too. When your results scare you and you want to stop, you know, you need help there because I, I would have self-sabotaged. I would have just been like, okay, this is enough. Or like these people all made a mistake in choosing me. And like, what if I can't keep it all? So I was like, no, 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 no. I need a business coach, which I had. And then I also need a somatic coach to help me process. And so I think that I invite people to, to look and be like, working with a therapist alongside your business coach is going to accelerate your results. You probably should have somebody for you and your nervous system and somebody for your business. You know what I mean? A hundred, a hundred percent. I, uh, I'm, I am amazed that I didn't have a life coach or therapist in the beginning of last year, 2022, when Mm. I launched my, um, mastermind and I, my pregnancy was in the harder parts of the pregnancy. Yeah. What I did have was an amazing health coach who mm. held a lot of space for me. And I think yeah. it's because it was my body. Yeah. She just gave me so much permission to, mm-hmm. I mean, she just helped me give myself permission. And I mean, thank God for that. Yeah. I, thank God. Cause I, ah, God, I, I was, we need, I was close y'all. This is the thing is you need different kinds of support too. This is yeah. the thing that's important is like your coach isn't going to be everything for you. Right. So like your coach is going to help you do a lot of things, but in some cases you're like, Hey, I, maybe I also need like biz friends and like community and maybe I need to go to therapy, you know, whatever that is. And that's going to look different in different seasons of life because I really needed that because I was deep in my like trauma and healing and things like last year. And now I don't, I'm not, I'm not seeing a therapist. I probably should, but I'm doing, I feel okay because I have the tools to equip myself to manage my emotions and business. So that's all part of increasing capacity is like looking at how can I feel safe to receive? How can yeah. I increase my capacity to achieve the goals that I have? Because I say this to clients sometimes too, where I'm like, let's say you want to be booked out and you want a 200K business. Then I'm like, okay, the idea of you getting five clients tomorrow, if that freaks you out a little bit, <laughs> like sit in that because you'll literally repel it if you actually, part of you doesn't want to receive it. A hundred, a hundred percent. Because receiving... Yeah. <clears throat> I, I hated when people said this before I experienced it, but receiving and actually like receiving abundance at that level, like mm-hmm. I really, I, we've talked about this too when yeah. I hit my two hundred k year, and I, I just mentally wasn't prepared. It, it, it was yeah. very odd to me, and it also set this new level of um, expectations of myself of like oh, what my yeah. business would look like or where I should be, and. Yeah, I hated when people yeah. said that. But then when you experience it, you realize really quickly, like, oh, this is what they're talking about. In terms there's a of, lot. Yeah. I bet there's a lot of things if you think about advice you rolled your eyes to, maybe subconsciously, maybe not consciously, that when you experienced it, you realized what that meant. Yeah. Because 
it was definitely that. And for me, it was also um, when you have more money, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have different thoughts. Because yeah. And that is absolutely true. Because now I'm like, okay, multiple five figures in, at least five figures out every month. Like that's been a lot for my nervous system to, yeah. you know, which is why I'm like, stop. You know, I just like want to tell people at the beginning, like, stop trying to <laughs> like skip steps because yeah. you're, you can't even hold space for what you're calling in yet, but that's okay. Hold space yeah. for what's in front of you right now. Like yes. there's not going to be the ideal circumstance. A hundred percent. My, I think I might've told you this, but, uh, Stacy, my yeah. previous business coach, I still think of her as my yeah. business coach. She, um, she's so vulnerable with us on the calls and she mm-hmm. was telling us about how she was getting coached. And one of the things she told her coach is I forgot how to change my thoughts. I literally feel like I have lost the ability to switch my thinking and <laughs> like struggling in that way. And she is like a $10 million earner, guys. It's like we we have to go through yeah. our current stuff. Like there's no, unfortunately, there's no way out except through. And you know what that reminds me of too, just by he- hearing that story is that you're never going to be done. It's always going to be cycles. So it's like maybe you get to a certain level and then that feels okay. But then you you go into a different season of life and it's like you feel like a little toddler again, like learning how to walk. And that's okay that you have to go back to your foundations. That's another so thing I talk to my clients about is like, we're never going to stop going back to our foundations to be like, what do I need? Maybe my identity is still catching up. Like all these things that stop us from like calling in the clients and the money that we want, but it's, it's okay. It doesn't mean there's anything like wrong with you because I've had huge identity shifts this year that I'm still catching up with. And I know that you have too. It's just like, that's just part of business. But again, there's no ideal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there a process. Isn't. Mariela, thank you so much for yes. being on the show, for thank sharing you for your wisdom. Um, you're such a gift. You're such a gift to this world. So and are you. I'm so grateful for you. And I'm like, really I'm so proud of us, like, honestly, you know, and just like this journey, because I feel like you've always been somebody who, and you've heard from me, you've been one of the few people who have heard from me on like the days and the seasons of my life where I felt like I'm embarrassed and like my results weren't there and imposter syndrome and all of that, that like, I've just been so grateful to have you by my side because you've always been somebody who like, you are, you are always cat. Like you're always, the way that you are and the way you present yourself to the world in your heart, it never wavers. Like it's always you there's only one like version of you. And I feel like that's a, yeah. such a gift. That's such a gift to just like know you. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Okay. So tell the people, where do they find you? Um, what do you offer? Give us a little lowdown. <laughs> yeah. So find me on IG at uh, Mariella De La Mora. Um, Come hang out, follow me. I would love to hear... Uh, just anything that resonated. I always just like love hearing people, you know, kind of say like, Hey, this part of your story really resonated. And, um, yeah, I do business and leadership coaching. So a lot of times my clients are, you know, on the verge of hiring or leading a team, all of that. But yeah, if you're interested, just yeah, check me out on IG. 
Thank you so, so much. <laughs> I love you. Love I will you. see you next time on the show. I know you're going to be on the show again in the future, but who knows? <laughs> That's probably when we're like in close to a million, huh? Oh my God. It's going to be our million lifetime celebration. <laughs> and then it's going to be our million in a year celebration. Kat. Yeah. Like seriously. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> All <Already>. right, y'all. <laughs> Hey, amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdelcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.